All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, sitting down today with my brother-in-law, Nate Minima, and we are going to talk about the 40-mile hunt. The, uh, I don't even know how you, this is, to put it in perspective, this is the first podcast I've ever actually typed up notes for, because I don't want to miss. Totally. Miss things. Um, Shit, where do you even start with this one? But, uh, um. Yeah, Nate's first time on the podcast. I've been intended to have you on for a while, but you've been building a house all. It's summer. been a crazy summer, but I'm glad we can finally sit down. Totally. Yeah, no kidding. It's. Uh, I think we've just about got every everything ready for winter. We do anyway. You, you're still got some odds and ends to finish up, but I figure with enough blue tarps, you can cover everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a year. Yeah, but uh, yes, because I just got my just got my firewood all put up. You know, a week or so ago, kind of got, I was, everyone's, oh, it's, you know, well, I guess it would be a line to say everyone's wishing we already had snow, but, uh, managed to get all my firewood cut and it was, uh, it was funny. I don't know if I told you about, did I tell you about my wood cutting buddy art? No, no, do tell. Oh, I was, uh, so I was going out there and yeah, I cut every day for like five or six days to get, you know, get fill up the woodshed and. So I go out, out there like eight o'clock in the morning. There's this old guy out there, shorter guy, and uh, he looked pretty old. And every morning I'd, I'd talk to him more and more. I guess long story short, he's 79 years old. Dang. You know, had just a beautiful old, like, you know, 40 year old steel chainsaw that I heard the whole story of when he bought it and, and all this. But uh, uh, the funniest thing, I, you know, I roll up eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I I show up and he's already out there. Roll down the window. Hey, how's it going, Art? You're late. <laughs> he says, "You you ready for a cold one?" <laughs> he's out there already drinking drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon, <laughs> sipping the red, white, and blue with his Make America Great Again hat. I'm like, I just don't envision any people with Hillary hats <laughs> out there whacking the trees. Their, yeah. Cutting their own firewood. But, oh man, it was, it was pretty, I got a kick out of that guy. And of course ended up, at, you know, I'd go cut my wood and, and then have to stop and have a beer with him at nine thirty or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, uh, I'm glad to have, have everything put up just in time. It's snowing right no. now and this snow is going to stick. I think. I think so. No, well, we'd be on top of it. I'm going to have to eat off of, uh, uh, construction trimmings for the trimmings first month. <laughs> well, that that stuff you cleared. Yeah, I do have some aspen. You know, I, I hate. I don't count myself a wood snob, so you know, aspen burns as well, just as good as that that uh, birch and spruce does. Might have to scoop the ash out a time yeah. or two more. Yeah. But <laughs> so his, ba his background, it's his property that my buddy Frank told the the story how he got my birch firewood. That Scott cut off your property. <laughs> <laughs> A roundabout way, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because uh, he had he had ordered it from Scott, and Scott was dropping off and talking, talk, you know, got around. Frank figured out it was it was <laughs> it was some, the wood I was going to go cut. <laughs> it's some <laughs> it's some prime birch for sure. Yeah, it was nice stuff. But yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, what was it? A little little over a week ago, they uh, Nate and I went up and. Uh, in the to the quote unquote forty mile caribou hunt, and I guess to give some background on this, um, it's you know 
a hunt on the 40 mile caribou herd. It's, it's kind of a region and it's what they call a registration hunt. If you're not familiar with it, it's, you don't have to buy a tag or anything, but it's a quota based hunt. Um, and they have different zones. I think there's four total zones that those care, that caribou herd will move through. And, um, they kind of have a quota in mind for each zone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they have like, the, this was the technically the winter hunt. They usually have a fall opening and a winter opening. And I think the winter opening is only residents. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was looking at the regs on that. It, yeah, it is only residents. And, uh, basically it's just a meat hunt. Um, the winter hunt, especially because, and I don't know, I don't know why they opened it up October 21st this year. Cause and it almost caught me off guard because I was expecting it to be December because that's when it usually opens, I believe. Yeah, no, likewise. I mean, if you hadn't mentioned it to me, I would have probably missed it. Matter of fact, like talking with other guys that did miss that the fact that it even yeah. opened, you know, it's not exactly advertised, you know. No, so. well, I think it was, you know, and I'm even cheating saying I, because I, I just had it in the back of my mind. Oh, well, in December, whenever we'll go, I'll go do this after not getting a moose this year and someone on Facebook or something in one of these pages said something about going up there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the season's not open, buddy. And so I look in the regs, I'm like, oh shit, it is. <laughs> but, uh, and so I went and talked to fishing game and they're like, yeah. And they, you know, they had the caribou all over the road. And so long story short, the, they, the season was only going to be open for two days. And that's typically, what they will do if the caribou are really easily accessible, whether it's on the Steese Highway or the Taylor Highway, you know, if they're on either road, um, they pretty much have to close the season after a day or two um, to keep from overdoing the quota. In this this past August hunt, when it opened, I think they ki- overkilled the quota in like one or two days by like several hundred animals. Sure. And that was like limited opening. I mean, and they had to shut the, because they overkilled the quota and that they shut down, I think zone four, which never gets shut down. There's just hardly ever enough caribou killed in that one to close it. So in an ideal world, it opens up and then you got till the end of March to go, you know, leisurely go back there and find your caribou. But um, it wasn't, and this is, this was the first time I've gone up there when it's a limited opening. Um, have you, had you ever done, done yeah, it? Yeah, I've been at one, uh, this is the first winter hunt where it was a limited opening for me. Um, cause the fall is very common if they're by the road. For sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've have done one, uh, fall hunt that was, you know, like you said, on the opening, it was already a predefined two-day yeah. limited hunt. The others have been a little more, you know, normally it seems like the opening day is December 1st for the winter hunt. Yeah. And, you know, all the for through the past years of, of hunting it in the winter, when they open it up, it doesn't have a predefined closing time. So, it's, yeah. you know, people aren't quite as uh, hot to trot on getting up there on opening morning. Yeah. And that's what I think gives it, you know, that hunt the reputation of being just a zoo or a shit show, whatever you want to call it. Um, because when it's only open for a couple of days, A, everybody knows the caribou are pretty easily accessible. And if you don't go now, you're 
probably not going to be able to. That is definitely comes into deciding um, when to go. There's not going to be a, and, a plan B. <laughs> and, you know, like, it, it's, we're up there, a few of the people we talked to, it seemed like, it seemed like, you know, the, the weird moose season we had this year, because, you know, so everyone said, oh, well, I didn't want to come do this, but I didn't get a moose this year. And so I think some of that played a, a factor, but I don't think a huge, I don't think it made a huge difference because that hunt always has had that reputation of being just horrendous. True, true um, that. And, uh, oh, where was I going with that? Somewhere good, but uh, yeah, with, part, and I think I think another thing that contributes to that the reputation of that is that when they're you know when they're on the road, it's you get all the whole spectrum of hunters, you know, or quote unquote hunters up there. You know, everybody that wants to shoot a caribou is going to be up there. It's every you get, you get some real Comer piles up there for sure. I mean, well, um, we saw it on our way out. You know, people oh, are kind of dragging them in their kid's sled to the road, you know. I mean. I mean, it, well, and, and I guess before even that's getting ahead of ourselves, I remember what I, because we were kind of back and forth and then decided finally right, we we're going to get out of town. We got out of town about 6 o'clock in the morning. And there's the debate, you know, and we saw this because there was a ton of people that camped up there. True. And my thinking is, what's the point in camping? Because at first light, you're going to have a thousand, you're going to have a hundred people all around you. You know, you can't really get too upset when you wait. Because I saw, and just the commentary on Facebook and from friends, you know, a guy, oh, there was only six trucks. You know, when I went to sleep and when I got up, the parking lot was packed full. You know, I was like, well, what do you really expect? So I mean, unless you got to drive up from Anchorage or something, I don't think there's. A benefit to going over? No. 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 I'd rather sleep in my own bed for an extra night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, and I don't know, I kept telling myself, this is going to be really bad. Because I'd never gone up during one of these, and I think I saw, counted a dozen trucks that I knew were could tell were going up there before mm. I even hit the gas station on the way out of town. Yeah, when you see all the, uh, you know, Fox is kind of the pit stop for your last candy bar and some gas and yeah. <laughs> you start counting trucks going past there uh by the way station and get yeah. a good indication of what it's going to be like yeah and uh i just remember pulling up going up there in the dark and it was as far as the eye could see in front of you you could see taillights right. and behind you headlights <laughs> it's just like what are we what are we even doing the whole way i was just just disgusted just uh, and, and, it, and it's my own fault you know i I knew what I was getting into, but I was yeah. still, I, I can't believe this is actually how bad it is. No, I think, you know, we went last year together too. Yeah. And uh, that last year just was open for quite a while. You know, they really weren't close to yeah. the road. So I think it was. They, I think they did a, like a short opening and then like hardly any got killed. That's so they right. So they reopened it and it was open for a long time. Yeah. I mean, and that was a lot nicer as far as not as many people and, oh yeah you know. i mean there you know there was there was some people up there doing it but not really yeah i mean absolutely nothing compared to what this was but i mean i think i went last year you know two or three times yeah um 
and you know it's usually like three or four cars at whatever takeout point you were mm-hmm. going to you know so it was a way more pretty manageable easy to get from away that from standpoint people. totally yeah so but yeah i was just like and it was funny because you're driving up there and it's like a white trash road race and you're driving and there's guys like trying to pass and it's like we're all gonna get there you know like because you pass this guy you're just gonna end up stopped behind uh, the next group you know and, and the roads were they weren't bad till we got till we got up there to that high country which <laughs> that was another you combine the work you know the first like sketchy roads where you got and it was the road was, was really slick you know once you started getting getting up there to above timber and you combine the first bad roads of the season with a ton of people that are in a hurry trying to get up there and get caribou. You know, we, you know, I was frankly surprised we didn't see any wrecks. You know, there was a that guy that jackknifed his trailer in the road and yep. had traffic blocked up for about a mile. <laughs> but, I think that was like just this side of uh 12 mile. Yeah, it right, was. Like I said, right when you get past the gate there and start going up the hill. Yeah. Actually surprising. Yeah, and on the way back, didn't see any. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe there was nobody, you know, stuck off the road. No. I mean, I guess if you were going to get stuck, the nice thing is there's so many people up there that at least three or four people would probably stop and. <laughs> good, hopefully a good chance. Hopefully of yank you out or whatever, uh, whatever situation. But uh, yeah, so what uh, we got. Got over 12 mile, and then uh, we're going up to Eagle Summit, which that's a spot, you know, these summits, you know, the caribou tend to like to hang up above Timberline, you know, up on the ridges and run the ridges. I think that's their easiest migration corridors and yeah, those bare ridge lines, and that's a spot where they come through, and they're, I don't know how many people were the part, you know, all the like pull off parking lot stuff was full when we got up there and we were a little delayed. It was, you know, 30 minutes after daylight. True. Yeah. By the time we're getting the summits. By the time we were up there and, uh, but, uh, you know, obviously this herd of caribou had come across right there at Eagle Summit because there you go up over the hill and then you skirt around the left side of this hill and to your left is this real steep basin. And, uh, there was apparently had been a herd come through cause there was dead caribou lane on the side of the road and you look down there and, and there's, you know, people standing next to their caribou and then people running down the hill, you know, far, which True. we'll get into this little aspect a little later, but <laughs> I don't know how many, and then all these trucks are pulling over, stopping, like looking at the dead caribou. <laughs> Dude, where are they at? Where, Point me to them. Where, where are they at? Well, these ones are already dead. You know? <laughs> yeah, you kind of get, you know, as the first filter, I guess, you, you know, you're seeing them from the road. So, you, you, know, if, you know, if you got your destination where you think you're heading to, where you're planning on unloading your, your machines, um, you know, everybody pulling over, kind of gauging if they should, you know, should slingshot get, out of the truck yep. and run for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we get there? And it's the only time I've ever seen like that. Parts of that stretch of road are pretty sketch, you know, where oh, yeah. if you go off, you're not going to stop for a while. And everybody's just, like, treating the road like a parking lot, literally. True. You know, yeah, the, with... The, the no, shoulder uh, was kind of an option, you know. Well, just there, <laughs> and there wasn't even a shoulder in that spot, you know. Everybody just, well, here's good enough. But, uh, 
Well, then we got down to uh, we got down to where we were planning on going in. Found a spot, unloaded. Of course, it's just packed with rigs. But it's like, well, we're here. We're you know gonna see what we can get into. And the whole time at this point, I'm like, it's gonna be a miracle if we actually like find some to kill. Like, it's not working out in my brain uh that there's any way a single caribou could survive any of this. Uh, and not only that, you're thinking like, uh, I'm sure glad I brought orange. Oh yeah. I brought or I definitely was wearing orange and as stupid as I think blaze orange is, <laughs> there was no way I was not going to be wearing it. Uh, I, I would have worn it if I would have thought I hadn't brought it, but I had to kind of use you as my cover. So I'm glad you had yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah. We just stuck close. Um, uh. but yeah, <laughs> I remember also thinking, I don't know about you, but as we're driving up there, <laughs> I'm like, and I don't know, some expletives definitely describe this hunt. I'm like, you could see this convoy of people from outer fucking space. Like, guys up there in the space station can see what's going on. It's like, there's the Great Wall of China, (laughs) and there's the 40-mile hunt. There's the 40-mile hunt. Oh, man. Oh, what are you going to do? But, yeah, and then go up there, get over the the picket line at Gettysburg or whatever, you know, the, the skirmish line. The skirmish line. <laughs> I skirmish can, right, skirmish left when we, we get to the top. We were only, you know, it was like Hamburger Hill. We were only, we were there after all the, you know, the gunpowder was spent, but <laughs> I can only imagine what that looks, you know, everybody just, just chaos on, on the side of the road. Once those caribou get down in that basin, they're kind of trapped for a while. Like they got nowhere to go. True. Yeah. I mean, you're just kind of circling around. The road kind of curves yeah. there. So, you know, you kind of got, you got taking people fire on, from, you know, about three quarters yeah, of the Yeah, you've got sides. people on basically three sides of them. And uh, another thing we can get into a little Catching later, the but uh, yeah, the, uh, we, uh, so we unloaded and went and ran into a guy we knew in a big old side-by-side, which I hate side-by-sides, by the way, just a personal um, bias or whatever you want to call it. We'll just leave that alone. But <laughs> yeah, you know, said, Oh, we, we tried, we tried making it up there. You know, there's this trail we wanted to go up. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's too slick. Cause the trail had iced it, you know, from whatever, you know, runoff or whatever had, yep. had about a, you know, inch, two inch thick layer of ice on it going up a hill and all the people's tires ripped the snow off of it in spots. So it was pretty slick and oh, we, we couldn't make it slid back and no basically like discouraging us from going yeah and so like well we might as well here we might as well try it and we got winches i mean plan b was go join the chaos up on the hill yeah yeah it was worth a shot at that point for sure oh yeah yeah and uh it really didn't end up being i winched one spot because i got i don't know those knobby tires of mine you start ripping you know swinging back and forth on that eye as soon as you hit something hard it kind of shoots you off in a yeah whatever direction um i mean nice part too is like i mean granted you know get into it but we there was definitely other people up there but it did kind of filter out a little bit obviously yeah. i mean because it seemed like there was more than one person heading back down the hill without caribou yeah you know so that was yeah, I mean, it, I another think, benefit of heading up there. Yeah, it kept a few. You know, that ice kept a few people out of there. Which did you see that kid with the bloody nose? No, I wonder if he wrecked or something. It was a younger, mm. you know, teenage 
I just remember passing him and he, you know, had a bloody nose. Oh, no, I didn't see that. If he got tossed off his machine or something or got in a fist fight. <laughs> but we, uh, so yeah, what, and then we got up to, because I had never been all the way up that trail you had. And you're kind of describing it to me. And we basically get up to where we can see some of the surrounding country and, you know, pull up the binos and. I think we saw, you know, probably Pretty. 100, two herds, like 150 caribou. Yep. You know, yeah. a couple, three, four miles away. But, you know, we're looking, well, there's a guy, there's a guy, there's a guy, yeah. there's a guy, there's a guy, there's a guy. There's a four-wheeler over there chasing that little band. You and, know, it so, was, yeah. and it was hard to tell because some of them, I think, had already killed and were, but. How do, yeah, right. I mean, there's people every place we could see caribou at first. Yeah. For sure. And then you just, you know. You're like, well, let's go, go back up over. Yeah, you know, it was nice too heading up. You know, there's been times going up that trail, you know, because the fog was laying low in the valley uh-huh. when we went up, and I've gone up there before too. And if the fog settled in there, you know, then you're really done in. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, if you like, we were seeing boo that were two to three miles away. Yeah, you know, if you can't see a hundred yards, you kind of. You have to be extremely lucky to just kind of walk upon one mm-hmm. with that limited um, visibility. But so it was nice that, it, I mean, totally bluebird up on top. Yeah. So that was nice. Um, but kind of going back to like you're saying when they're, you know, they're kind of running the, the ridge lines and then it seems like they kind of have defined spots where they're crossing from ridge to ridge. So just getting up on top and kind of spotting them and then kind of seeing where they're traveling. Yeah. You know, you might not get in on that first band that you see, but it kind of gives you a good idea of where to post up. And when you see that many of them around, you know there's a lot more that you don't, you know, when you're into them heavy, you know, they, they're just super, I don't know if habitual is the right word, but but they like those to take those same routes. So, I mean, mm-hmm. your classic caribou hunting method is to get where they're going to be and just wait for them. Yeah. No, I've been... Uh, you know, I think this is like the 12th, 13th year of like going up there. And, um, you know, earlier on, it, it's it's tempting. You get up there and you, you see them and you want to, you know, go get them as quick as possible. But you end up just walking around in circles, you know. Yeah. They see, they're seeing you and you, you just can't get close enough. You know, it's all barren, open up there. They can see you. Yeah. I mean, and we kind of... You know, as we get into the story, it worked out for us to, to kind of take a different yeah. approach. <laughs> and and, uh, and that seems to have been a, a better way to go. Yeah, and we were, uh, we Nate decided, you know, thinking, oh, you know, he'd been up there. And, oh, well, let's hang a left and go up this ridge out to the east. And basically, as soon as we got up there, we spotted two cows. They, you know, they weren't hauling, but they had been spooked. They were on the move. You know, they were like 400 yards down below us, kind of in this valley, heading back up to the ridge we had just come across. And uh, it's like, well, you know, I wasn't planning on being picky. Likewise. (laughs) And really, you know, the cows are better bet for meat this time of year because I, you know, long, I think, you know, we got ended up getting lucky, but I think there are still some bulls that are really ruddy. That would have been a huge disappointment to bring meat back that, oh, yeah. you know, it's hard to swallow. But uh, anyway, so we're like, well, let's shoot these cows. And so we jump off the wheelers and, and kind of walk back or jog back down to a spot we could cut them off. And 
sure enough, they popped up. But right before they popped up, I look and there's a side by side, like half a mile away, directly behind. <laughs> it was directly it, like, behind. Couldn't uh, hit, you know? I'm like, well, I wonder if that guy's looking at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know, so we're like, no, can't shoot. And then when they got, they kept going. They were on the skyline. Yep. And you know, in a, on normal hunts I'm on, I don't really think twice about shooting over a skyline. But on that one. No way. No way. No. And uh, so that was kind of disappointing, but but we got back on the machines and kind of got up to a the a tall point where we could really sit there and glass and found that herd of like there was like twenty bulls in there. Yeah. Kind of down. It was farther down the valley that the that the cows had come out of. Did you ever range them there when we first saw them? You know, down that they back were, side. They're like. A, they were a thousand, about a thousand yards out. Yeah. And, uh, there were some other guys down there and I'm thinking like they had to have already shot because they're within range. They must and they have. did. They already had know. something down. Yeah. Cause they were, I mean, you'd, you know, glassing them with the binos looked like they were sitting right on top yeah. of them. <laughs> and so, uh, we, we looked at those and then the plane's like, all right, where are they going to go? And we're looked back up to our right, kind of around this basin. It's like, well, if they go to the right, there's guys there, guys there, guys there, guys there. And, uh, I mean, we could see what half a dozen four wheelers. Oh, I think so. Yeah. From that spot. Yeah. And so it's kind of, well, we finally just decided we got to sit here and and just see what they're going to do. I mean, if they go towards those guys, you know, I'm not going to run over there. Not gonna, yeah, you know, be the asshole and run over there and try to cut them off. Cut them off, <laughs> like you so, said, skirmish right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> battle formations, <laughs> and uh, so uh, they ended up looking. I don't know whether it was you or me decided it looked like they were going to go back towards where back the same direction those cows went, and so we went back over to that side and kind of got down. It was about 350 yards above where the cows crossed, kind of a little shelf, and just yep. sat there and waited. And then some of the guys, you know, they ended up starting to work. Half of them went down the valley, then the other half kind of started working right where we thought they would. Yep. Turn around, and there's guys on the hill right behind us, you know, 100 yards up there. I'm like, please don't let these guys start freaking shooting over our heads. or Because you, you never know what no, to no. expect. And some of the stories you hear... Um, but they didn't, and uh, it actually we kind of getting excited because I, you know, it wasn't. We were talking a little bit. Uh, being definitely a better bet to shoot cows, but we're not going to pass up nice bulls either. <laughs> Especially when it was all bulls. Yeah, <laughs> kind of made our decision. Yeah, bachelor easy. group of bulls. So as they're coming, we're like, all right. It was, I don't know, maybe three or four minutes from the time they like decided they were coming till when they were there. True. Once they set their path, you know, then they kind of. I think two or three, a couple of them broke off and, and dropped down into the valley. You yeah. know, it's kind of like, I mean. And they were kind of just kind of coming our direction, but milling around. And then all of a sudden they just got in line. Yep. Set their path. And, and it, was a, it was a good line. Came walking. Yeah. said, all right, I'm going to, you know, we'll shoot this one back and hoping that they'd cross where we could see them. Cause it, it was, you know, and they did cross right on that shelf and, um, really wasn't, I mean, wasn't much to it, just bang, 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 and, bang, and two nice bulls. I mean, it's good. It's tempting, uh, 
you know, you're sitting there you're like, do it, should we should we go try to get a little closer? You know, you're trying to gauge like where where they're going to set that line, you know, if you're yeah, too far out. And by the time they get to you, you're going to be committed, you know. You're, you can't just start running at them full tilt and try to cut yeah. them off. So it's always Yeah, it, it was at the point where they're it's like, well, if we if we move from here, they're going to see us and they're, you know, they're, they're just not going to Yep. keep their path so yep. i'm thinking well this is still a reasonable shot and it's kind of what we were gonna get and yeah. you don't want to like commit too early to a to to running off and there wasn't really any good spots to ambush them without to, them yeah. seeing us down below so i mean it ended up working out great um no I mean, you know, had it, a good, uh, it wasn't any super exciting like you know, profound hunting experience, but it was safe, you know, safe and those, and we got, you know, got two bulls down clean and they smell, you know, the first thing was noticed they smelled fine. They smelled good. They didn't yeah. smell like cow piss. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been a huge disappointment. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, good, good line. And we had, you know, good clean backdrop, you know, where we knew, uh, nobody was there. Well, yeah, had, that was the thing because had the we little had, hill that they were against. Because so. we had, while this is all going on, we could hear four wheelers down in this valley below, but you can't really see where they're at. And so, you know, we had to wait till those car- those bulls got to a point below us where there was ground directly behind them. So we knew, yep. you know, if, if we get a pass through, it's going to hit the ground. Yep. And uh, I mean, it's. That was the thing that really blew my mind. And we were like 10 miles back there and it's just like you so stressed out about being safe and not, and I didn't even really like, you know, the shot we had to take. Although it, it was, and I'm, you know, I wouldn't have taken it if I didn't think it was safe, but it still yeah. gives me the will. He's like not knowing if there's someone in that general direct, like I don't even like shooting in the general direction, yeah. but you, you know, in that even in that hunt back there, there is people in every direction. True. So just it's a like, matter of how far away, but yeah, there are. It's the best, you know, the best you can do is just make sure you're taking a shot with a good backstop. Yep. Um, but have yeah. A, <laughs> have a cushion you can sink the, sink a pass through into and at least yeah. have a backdrop. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I think one of the biggest issues with that hunt is just safety. I mean, it was, it, and I think everybody, and it's, you know, probably going to be, I'm going to be picking on some people, but I would just say that I think the vast majority of people are all in the same boat. Like nobody really wants to, I mean, A, I think everybody should feel a little ashamed of themselves for participating in that zoo. Uh, I, you know, including <laughs> myself, you know, cause I'm up, I was up there too, contributing to uh, it, but, um, I mean, most most people are in the same boat. Like nobody, most people really don't want to deal with that. They don't, you know, <laughs> you know, every, most people, they want to be safe. They just want to get their, you know, get, get some meat. meat for the winter um, and have a relatively enjoyable experience. They don't, they want to be courteous of other people, you know, like the guys behind us, you know, they, they did, you know, these, there are people that that have pulled stuff like shooting over your head. True. Um, I mean, and they, they were there soon enough where they could have, if they wanted to, they could have wheeled down right by us I mean, oh, yeah. and, and spooked them off, you know? I yeah. Mean, so they, yeah, that was, you know, they did after they came, they came down after we shot and 
like, well, they're in the rest of the bulls are yeah. kind of milling around. I'm like, well, they're right there if you want to. And they decided to try and ride up closer to, which is another thing you will, you see herds getting, <laughs> you know, borderline chased, you know, not, I haven't seen any like actual flat out, you know, give wide open, uh, yeah. you know, holding her wide chasing them but like people it's like rather than just park behind a rock and sneak up you know a couple hundred yards or get to a spot and let them come to you you know oh god here's put 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 see if i can drain you know we saw several guys just put 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 put, (laughs) just try you know and you're surprised when they don't let you get within rifle range after several of their buddies have been plastered (laughs) yeah um and it's hard, too, because, I mean, I can recall a couple of winter hunts where, you know, we'd get up there, spot some, and and my brother and I would get down and on foot. You know, you're seeing where they're going, and at least you're on foot. You know, you feel like you can just feel a little, little bit better about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and trying to, you know, cut them off. But when you're on foot and you're, you know, in the midst of everybody else, like on snow machines and stuff... You just get left behind and, oh, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going to keep up. And, but still kind of a nice way to just jockey around for position. Oh, it can. And there, and there are certain spots that you can walk to where it's really tough to ride to or long, you know, that is easier to walk to than ride to. And you can kind of get away from most. Of the, and by get away from most people, I mean where you're not within rifle range of 15 other guys. Yeah. Um, it's all kind of a relative a relative thing, but, uh, boy, you know, so we, you know, we didn't see anything like terribly unsafe. I thought back there, but on the, the road is where the, I mean, yeah. I just, even when, when we're going in there, I'm like, somebody's going to get killed. Like the, how can you avoid, you know? So as we drew and when we came back through, that same valley, you know, there's a bunch more dead caribou down there and people dragging them everywhere. And, you know, my, my thoughts thought is what, so you get a herd of caribou come through and you, you know, end up wiping out the whole herd scattered down. You get people chasing what's left of them way down there. What happens when the next herd comes over the hill and there's 15 new trucks there Yep. and they don't know where everybody's at. I think, I think a lot of the safety issues aren't, aren't a, uh, a, a blatant disregard for being safe or, you know, some, some of them. And I, you know, hopefully have time to get into a couple stories, of buddies of mine, um, that yeah. some of the stuff they saw, but a lot of it is you just can't keep track of everybody, you know, you know, like even way back in there. And I'm trying to keep track of where everyone's at, mm-hmm. you know, as we see new people and stuff, cause you just do not want to shoot towards people. Um, but, I, I'm just frankly can't believe no one's been killed up there. It actually is kind of impressive, and it it always seems like that is you know if the if the caribou are right up on Eagle Summit there, yeah, it seems to be the place where it's the most um, circus like. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, tw- I don't know if I've ever really seen like caribou crossing the road at like 12 mile summit you know it's normally just, there's a slew you, of trucks there, but you can see some herds off on the surrounding hillsides yeah. and stuff. But that. Eagle Summit Bowl. Yeah. That's where it happens. Yep, that's the, <laughs> it's the, like, the, look like the Battle of Little Bighorn after that. I mean, just gut piles and 
dead caribou oh. everywhere and well like on the on the our way out yeah you know that's where you could see people dragging them by the by the horns to the side of the road and people pushing them down hills on you know yeah, their kids, kids sleds, sleds and, and it was uh full on um yeah and uh but i had a i had a, one of my buddies was had walked off the road kind of around there he said he was so disgusted he just you know walked to picked a point and walked and just sat up there and they got one but he's like i saw people shooting across the road into a herd like a condensed wow. herd with people on the other side of them you know he's like i wives well, was you know Whatever. was watching caribou limping all over the place one trying to drag itself up a hill you know broke back and you know nobody around to collect them and you know he saw i've heard several guys see some of it and it's you know not to just pick on the military guys but some of it was some of them were you know these you know chichaco guys from wayne right up there with their ar just walking rounds in at six seven hundred which yeah, if you want to use a car- uh, AR for a caribou hunt, and zero issue with that. You just gotta understand it doesn't have quite as much punch. And you got but yep. thousand yard. Know, I mean this this stuff he's talking was just absurd. You know, guys totally. running out of ammo. You know, just nasty, you know, horrible stuff going on. And um, I think it was last fall that fishing game um, ended pulling out like. 20 to 25 caribou from right off in the vicinity of Eagle Summit there. That, that were they just abandoned? Up, that they were abandoned. And I think they ended up getting them soon enough where they actually were able to like yeah. donate it. You well, know, I heard to, I, my cousin was up there Monday and said, I don't know if it was confiscated or I assume just dead caribou that were left. Uh-huh. Um, um, that the he saw a trooper's truck just packed full of them coming oh, back. Oh, my word. And... Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, part of the, I say I can understand a little bit of the, the mentality, it's it's tough, and I, most people I don't think are like, but it, when you're in a spot like that, especially on foot, right, you know, a herd of caribou comes along, you got to get your, you got to get your your piece of the pie while the getting's good mm-hmm, right yeah and you so got people this fire you're you know to... people start getting excited and they start doing stupid stuff and panicking and you know then before you know it people are shooting into whole herds without you know being very selective and and you know so it and the p you know and i'm just thinking these situations in my yeah. head i can see all right you know the first pup, couple people get shots and then everyone else like, well, I really don't want to have to shoot in this situation, but I'm not going to get my caribou if I don't shoot one now yep. type of mentality. And you can't really blame the person for that, but geez, it's just a, just a mess. Um, that was a good point you brought up too. That can be hard. You know, like we ended up getting a nice single file, Yeah, but, you know, you get the the bunch. That's a good time. To, I mean, if you're even a closer range or you got a yeah. little more higher powered round. Like you're gonna get a pass through. Oh yeah, and you know if they're stacked right on top of each other, your likelihood of wounded the one behind yeah. it are probably pretty high. Um, yeah, you know, to make sure you get that clean single animal shot, and then being aware of which one you're shooting at. In that, if it takes more than one round, you're keyed in on. Oh, them. and it's because you, and you get that little surge of adrenaline. What stuff like it, it? Shit can go downhill so fast, and and you're left with horrible mistakes. Um, 
but even you know a, a herd skirting the skirting the the battlefront there and you know guys start shooting and then you you know you know you got to start trying to make decisions and uh i mean it just could be hor- very tough and i i mean it, it's just i don't know what to do <laughs> i'm just baffled by that it goes on and i mean i think something's got to change with it um what you know as stupid as i think it is i think <laughs> you should have to wear blaze orange on that hunt i mean i some people did and i appreciated it because you could see them from a couple miles away pretty yep. easily there was no mistake in it well and it's like what's the point of camo on a hunt like that you oh know there were I mean? like there was a bunch of goobers up there just full head to toe like snow camo i'm like you don't want to be kind of seen like you want to be seen by other people so the caribou you don't have to worry about they're going to be running around everywhere but you know especially once the shooting starts you know you know you never know what they're going to do yeah but yeah like hiding from caribou is is way lower on my priority list than not (laughs) catching a stray bullet i mean i i know guys that have had people shoot their dead caribou after they've shot it oh wow a bunch of people you know, the, the stereotypical one is, is bullets cracking over your head if you're down under draw or something. Um, you know, it's, and not that, you know, it is kind of a meat hunt. So like the, the hunting, you're not going to go up there and have a fulfilling hunting experience. Um, and no, and, it's a, it's going to the grocery store. Yeah, it really is. But it's, it's like, still, it's like what, you know, there's gotta be. I don't have the answer because everything I think of doing, I think that maybe might make it better. There's a counter argument to it. That's just as much. And it's like any, it seems like any time stuff gets more regulated and restricted, it just gets screwed up. And Um, usually like a, a one way path, you know, as far as if you tighten it up somewhere, change it, the likelihood of it going the other direction or probability is pretty slim. So then it makes it hard to, go that way just on a trial basis you know oh yeah i don't know it's rough um but you know there's the safety issue i mean i think eventually someone will get killed up there i can't believe it hasn't happened yet and then i can't believe i'm actually saying this and i'm sure you don't follow this stuff just mute for a second now (laughs) but uh no but um i am not one to be like apologetic to anti-hunters or like this whole like you know like you're spared from it because you're not on any of that stuff. <laughs> but uh, the whole, the whole, oh, oh, we should eliminate the the grip and grin photo bullshit. You know, just this this kind of hipster. Uh-huh. You know, oh, oh, this is you know we're going to pander to the anti hunters mentality. I think it's just a crock of shit, for the most part. All I I kind of understand where a lot of it's coming from, but I just don't agree with a lot of the suggested application. But. And this should say how bad it is. Eventually, some video is going to get leaked up there. And if someone who did not have our best interest in mind could pretty easily put together a video that would make national news overnight of just the how it's just, you know, all they got to do is the, is the caribou trying to pull itself along, you know, abandoned or mm-hmm. a buddy went up. My buddy Matt Herkstroder said he went up Thursday after that and said there was wounded caribou running around all over oh, the place. No. You know, so it, 
you know, and, and wounding stuff when you're hunting that, that happens. And when you have a mass, but, and I, again, I'm not like, I don't have the answer, so I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's, there's gotta be something we can do to make it better, you know, but you, you start talking about restricting, then some people don't get their meat. I mean, I know a lot of right. people that just refuse to go do that hunt because of, of what it is. Um, just the chaos of just it. the chaos and and yeah so i don't know but it's it's just i wonder i don't know the history of that hunt if it's always been a registration hunt like that or if they've um you know if it's ever been like a a drawing or uh i don't know you know handled in you a know, different way you know i sure. don't know and even because some of this like nelchina herd stuff you know well they have drawing mixed with tear which is a whole nother just joke, I think. <laughs> but they, I mean, they shut down, even the draw tags, they shut down that hunt early. So I'm sure some of the people that were up here in this winter hunt, you know, didn't get to hunt on their, whether it was a draw tag or a tear tag. Um, but it's like how, you know, cause I, and I, I don't want to be the one to even like suggest eliminating opportunities for people. So, but it's just a tough issue when you have that many, you know, those caribou on the road, it's going to be a shit show. It will be. It's going to be bad. Um, yep. You know, I don't know. around if, it. And, and one important thing, I think, is because you see a lot of people with their kids up there, and I think, in theory, that hunt would be a great way, you know, a great way to get your kids out and kind of their first hunting experiences. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of animals. But as it is now, what are you showing them? You know, by participate, you know, by mm-hmm. the, just some of the horrible, if you're, you know, maybe you're just going to use it as a teaching moment. <laughs> this is what not to do. But, I mean, it would be cool, uh, you know, I, I just know, uh, spitballing, like, you know, if whether two, within two miles of the road, it was only youth or, you know, I would yep. like to see some sort of archery opportunity in there because sure. as, as it is now, if, you know, at least in the zones on the road, if they're by the road, you're you know, you're, you're wasting your time. You're not going to have an option. No. It's, it's just a run up there and get your meat type of deal. I know one winter hunt, um, the caribou were all along the road and they changed it so that it was pretty much like a 10 mile corridor Yeah, that you had to be outside of, Oh, which was, huh. it was depressing when you're driving through hundreds of oh, caribou yeah. to get out to the 10 mile line. But, um, you know, that winter we went back into uh, pretty much all the way. Well, we made it all the way back to Birch Creek. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and saw some some caribou that we just couldn't get to. But, you know, there's like three trucks parked there on the entire road that we saw. So it was, you know, and there's a lot of boo along the road. But, you know, like I said, you had to go further back in. And that, that filtered out a lot yeah. of, of folks. So even, was, even like seeing how it was last year. Cause I did get a caribou in that hunt last year, but it was after they reopened it and it, and it was real slow. I mean, and I ended up shooting my caribou right next to the road, Yep. but there was hard, hardly anybody up there, you know? So it's a lot of it is that two day opening, you know, gotta get it right now or it's not going to happen mentality. I think that pushes everyone up, you know, into panic mode. We got to get up there and, and get it while the getting's good. And you just get, just the whole gamut of of people up there and it uh 
And, and you know, it's, I don't know, it, I feel bad, like, it'd be like I'm picking on people, but I think everybody's in this, a lot of people are in the same boat that, you know, everyone's kind of disgusted that they're up there participating in it, but you kind of, it's like, oh, we kind of need the meat, and so we're just going to, just going to hold our nose and do it. Go for it. <laughs> but, uh. Like I said, it, our, you know, our trip ended up being more fun than not. That might have been different if it hadn't worked out the way it did. But Yeah, no, totally. No, successful run. But I think it was uh, still worth mentioning just how how crazy that is. I mean, I'm not going to say I'll never do it again, but, oh, boy, <laughs> I don't really. You'll definitely have to be a. Uh, there's other things that are a lot mm-hmm. higher on my list. Mm-hmm. But the meat, you know, both our bowls ended up being really, being really good. Um, yeah, good tasting. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of body size difference from like a, you know, a few a, year old bull like that compared to a cow, like these you know, cows cow. that we're looking at first. So that was nice to have a little more volume. Yeah. And they were even, you know, those bulls were even wore down from the rut pretty good. You know, they'd gotten all that junk out of their system. So they tasted, they tasted fine, but they're still twice the body size of a cow. True, there wasn't much for fat on those guys, but Nothing. but still had uh, you know bigger body. Yep, yeah, some pretty pretty lean burger <laughs> out <laughs> of that bunch. We cut them up, cut them up the other night. But uh, yeah, man, well you probably got to get going. But yeah, uh, I probably should. But I'm glad we could finally sit down. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It was uh, I've been just doing trying get you know wanted to talk about this this quote unquote hunt. For a while, um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess if there's anything to say about it, we've already said it. <laughs> Covered the bases. Yeah, but yeah, no man. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, definitely we got the ice broke, so you'll have to absolutely. Man, and we and can, uh, once you get your get your your house is about finished, so you'll have a little bit more spare time. Free time, I like it. No, I have to do something. Maybe uh, we were talking about beaver last winter. Huh? I might have to do some. Yeah, uh, we probably need do, to do a little bit of beaver fun. trapping this winter. The cat, there's cats everywhere this year. Oh, really? So there's going to be, cat trapping's going to be good, you know, have to wait till about Christmas till, till they start turning white, but. Hmm, okay, yeah. Getting prime, but, um, yeah, winners. Getting a little more into the trapping, uh, trapping mode now for the Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get, start getting traps boiled and there's a couple fox running around here in the yard that I need to hear once the season starts, I'll start pre-baiting them, try to catch them about December 1st. The local dog fed population. The dog fed, the, the dog food fox. The <laughs> Purina gives them some pretty nice coats. <laughs> nice uh, oily shine. Yep. But uh, nice sheen to them. <laughs> but yeah, man, thanks for stopping by. And uh, for the listeners, if you have any comments or questions, uh, you can email po- podcast at tundertalkak.com. And actually, I'm wanting to uh, put together kind of a Q&A episode. Been getting some questions. And uh, so if you have any questions, it uh, doesn't really matter, subject matter, as long as <laughs> I feel like I can say something about it, um, just shoot them to, to that email. And uh, thanks for listening.